0: You're listening to Senior Times Podcast. Thanks to our sponsors, Expressway, Travel Department and Doro Phones for making this podcast possible. Hello, this is John Lowe with another edition of the Senior Times Classical Collection in association with Naxos Music. This edition is a three-hour-plus Ludwig van Beethoven special, and my modest tribute to commemorate the 250th anniversary of the birth of arguably the most influential mind in Western music. Beethoven straddled the classical age of Mozart and Haydn and laid the foundation for the romantic styles of Schubert, Schumann, Brahms, and so on. I'm not qualified to offer a learned appraisal of the great man's life and work so this is merely a snapshot of his achievements and some of the key events in his life and a great excuse to play some of his music. So let's begin at the beginning. Ludwig van Beethoven was born into a musical family in Bonn in 1770. His grandfather held a senior post in a royal court and his father was a singer and a notorious drunkard who bullied the young Ludwig into practising on the piano from an early age, believing he could produce another Mozart. Like Mozart, Beethoven displayed precocious keyboard talents and was soon composing bits and pieces, most of which has been lost. But one of his earliest compositions survives. This is the Variations on a March by the 18th century German composer Ernst Dresler, which was composed at the age of 12. It displays an astonishing maturity for someone so young. Let's see a two of the movements. Was Beethoven's Variations on a March by Ernst Dresler. It was composed when the young Ludwig was just 12. It was played there by Sergio Gallo. Incredibly in the same year, 1782, Ludwig got a job as an assistant court organist and a year later he joined the Bonn Opera Orchestra. He stayed with the opera until 1787 when his patron Count Waldstein recommended he continued his studies in vienna some accounts recalled that mozart was so impressed with the young beethoven that he took him on as a pupil other historians doubt if the two ever met but his stay in vienna was short-lived as he was summoned back to bonn to be with his dying mother following her death and his father's heavy drinking rendering him unemployable Beethoven became the family breadwinner, having to look after his two younger brothers. Apart from playing at the opera, he kept the wolf from the door by performing solo piano recitals, for which he was gaining a reputation. He also continued composing, but much of these pre-Vienna works were unpublished or lost. One of these early efforts is a set of rustic style dances. Let's hear one of them. That was one of a set of dances, probably written for a social occasion, a wedding perhaps. It was played by Capella Estropolitana, conducted by Oliver Docnani. One of the few notable works written by Beethoven in the Bon years is the trio for piano, bassoon, and oboe. So let's hear the lovely Andante. was the trio for piano, bassoon and oboe played by Trio Kremlek Beethoven finally moved to Vienna in 1792 to have lessons with Haydn and apart from occasional trips to cities like Berlin and Prague he stayed there for the rest of his life. He didn't get on with Haydn and abandoned the arrangement but continued composing and performing gaining a huge reputation with the aristocracy. He made his first appearance in Vienna In 1795, when he premiered his first piano concerto, which has become one of his most loved works. This is the Slow Movement. Stefan Vladar played the slow movement of Beethoven's piano concerto in C major. Capella Istropolitana was conducted by Barry Wordsworth. Around 1796, Beethoven composed his two romances for violin and orchestra. This is number two in F. Takako Nishisaki played Beethoven's Romance No. 2 in F. The Slovak Philharmonic Orchestra was conducted by Kenneth Jean. In 1797, Beethoven was seriously ill with typhus, which may or may not have contributed to the early onset of his deafness. It wasn't a productive period, but he made up for it in the next year in an astonishing burst of creativity, which included a number of string trios, work on his septet, which had become one of his most popular works, as well as piano sonatas, which numbered the Pathetique number 8 in C minor. This is the imposing opening followed by the dreamy slow movement. I can't help being reminded of Ken Dodd's popular song More Than Life when I hear this. Sorry, Ludwig. Apart from heralding a new century, 1800 was a landmark year for Beethoven. In a remarkable five-hour-long concert in Vienna's Burgtheater, he premiered his first symphony, his septet, and played one of his two piano concertos. Significantly, though, afterwards he met Archduke Rudolf, who was to become one of his lifelong patrons, and to who he dedicated his famous Archduke trio. I'm going to play the first two movements of Beethoven's Septet in E flat which I have to confess is one of my favourite Beethoven works. That was the first two movements of Beethoven's Septet in E-flat, which was to become one of his most successful works in his lifetime. It was played by an ensemble led by clarinetist Joseph Baller. A reminder that you are listening to a Senior Times Classical Collection Beethoven special with me, John Lowe, in association with Naxos Music. Naxos Music have the world's largest collection of classical music recordings, and the good news is that they are all at bargain price. For more information, visit naxos.co.uk.
1: Would you like to win a top-of-the-range iPhone, totally designed for an older person? Adoro are leaders in offering phones with clearer sound and larger text. One that's protected if it falls, can alert someone if you do, and gives your loved ones peace of mind. No worries, we've got it covered. Doro are dedicated to helping seniors live a better life. Everyone should have the opportunity to live a fulfilling life without compromises. And Doro help make ageing an independent, secure and rich part of life. After all, age is just a number. To win this iPhone, visit www.seniortimes.ie To see the full range of Doro phones, visit www.doro.com. Doro phones gives loved ones peace of mind. If you're enjoying this podcast, why not subscribe to Senior Times, the magazine and website for people who don't act their age. Or maybe you have a loved one or a friend who you know would love to read more. You can buy a subscription and have the magazine delivered direct to their door. To subscribe to Senior Times, visit the website at seniortimes.ie and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash senior times.
0: The early 1800s were a prolific period for Beethoven and he composed numerous chamber works, string quartets, piano sonatas, not to mention his only opera, Fidelio and his landmark symphony number no. 3, the Eroica, which turned symphonic writing on its head and called for a huge orchestra and lasting nearly an hour. In fact, many of Haydn and Mozart's symphonies could have fitted into just one of its movements. In 1801, in a letter to a friend, Beethoven mentions his deafness for the first time. He admitted that his hearing had become worse in the last three years. The next summer, he moved to Heiligenstadt, north of Vienna, and he wrote his famous Will and Testament, which has become known as the Heiligenstadt Testament, and publicly acknowledges his deafness for the first time. By 1807, he had composed six of his nine symphonies, four piano concertos, and his triple concerto for piano, violin, and cello. Add to this a number of piano sonatas, string quartets, And other compositions and it can be seen that his output was impressive to say the least. One of his lesser-performed symphonies is number four in B flat. This is well worth checking out. This is the exhilarating final movement. That was the final movement of Beethoven's Symphony No. 4 in B-flat, played by the Zagreb Philharmonic Orchestra, conducted by Richard Erdinger. And now for something completely different, but equally exhilarating. This is Beethoven's "De Glorike Auckland Blick Cantata 136, performed by the Westminster Abbey Choir, and the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra conducted by Hilary Davin-Wetton. That was Beethoven's De Glorike Auchanblick Cantata 136, performed by the Westminster Abbey Choir and the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, conducted by Hilary Davin Wetton. That was followed by A Charming Rarity, one of the vocal numbers from King Stephen, a stage work to which Beethoven wrote the accompanying music. It was performed by the Key Ensemble and the Turco-Philharmonic Orchestra, conducted by Leif Sigistem. The latter part of the first decade of the 19th century was another productive period for Beethoven. He produced a number of major works, including his Violin Concerto, his 5th and 6th symphonies, and his Mass in C. He also premiered his Fantasia for Piano, Chorus and Orchestra, which in my opinion is not performed today as often as it deserves. If you think the opening of the chorus passage seems familiar, it was definitely a dry run for the Ninth symphony. This is wonderful life affirming music and if it doesn't lift your spirits and let's face it we all need that then nothing will. Beethoven's fantasia for piano, chorus, and orchestra. Hilary Davin Wetton conducted the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra and the City of London Choir. Lynn Macaulay was the pianist. With a string of hits behind him, Beethoven was the toast of Vienna. But his private life had become chaotic. He was drinking too much was often involved in drunken arguments and brawls in taverns. His love life was a disaster, mainly because he pursued women who, in an age of strict social divisions, were above his station. He despised the aristocracy and famously remarked, There are thousands of princes, dukes and archdukes, but there is only one Beethoven. His antisocial behaviour led to him having to leave or be evicted from many of his apartments, which he often made into hovels. Rossini visited one of them and later roared in disgust. My God, you wouldn't put a rat in it. But Beethoven was a shrewd businessman and always struck a hard bargain. When Edinburgh music publisher George Thompson asked him to arrange a series of British and Irish folk songs, Beethoven refused until Thompson agreed to an eye-watering fee. Here are three of the Irish airs Beethoven set, beginning with one you will know. were three Irish airs arranged by Beethoven starting with the celebrated Last Rose of Summer from the poem by Thomas More. They were played by Patrick Galois Flute and Maria Prince Piano. To try to lift his spirits, Beethoven was fond of taking long walks in the countryside around Vienna. It's likely that these surroundings inspired one of his most lyrical works, the Symphony No. 6 in F Major, which has become known as the Pastoral. Beethoven gave each movement a title. We're going to hear the third movement, which he called Scenes by the Brook, and depicts the bubbling water and the sound of birds. Listen out for the sound of the cuckoo towards the end. That was the second movement of Beethoven's Symphony No. 6 in F Major, The Pastoral. It was played by the Slovak Radio Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Michael Hallesch. Our health service is here for you this winter, and we're taking every step to protect you from COVID-19. Our services are open and working from routine appointments to urgent care. Remember to check your prescriptions and keep a list of your medicines handy. And look out for your Keeping Well This Winter booklet in the post. Visit hse.ie or call HSE Live on 1850 24 1850 for more information from the HSE. If you have a free travel card, did you know that you
1: can use it on Expressway Coach Services all across Ireland? Travel from Cork City to Sligo Town, catch a flight from Dublin Airport, or visit the home of the Titanic. Adventure awaits! And with reclining leather seats and free Wi-Fi, getting there is half the fun. Where will you go? Hop on board or visit expressway.ie
0: Around the same time as his Symphony No. 6, Beethoven wrote the third of his five cello sonatas, I'm going to play three movements including the brief but very beautiful slow movement. three movements from Beethoven's cello sonata in A major played by Yeno Yano Piano and Sabe Orse Cello. A reminder that you are listening to the Senior Times Classical Collection Beethoven special with me, John Lowe, in association with Naxos Music. Naxos have the world's largest collection of classical music recordings and the good news is that they are all at bargain price. For more information visit naxos.co.uk. Beethoven's Eighth Symphony is a bit of a high-spirited oddity, sandwiched between the ambitious Seventh and the monumental Ninth. But it was one of his favorites. He actually called it my great little symphony, and it's hard to resist its bubbling good humor without a dark cloud in sight. Let's hear the second and final movements. This heard the second and final movements of Beethoven's Symphony No. 8 in F major. It was played by the WDR Symphona Orchestra, conducted by Junker, Pekka, Sarasati. Beethoven's so-called Late Period covers the years from about 1809 to 1820, in which, apart from a number of overtures, piano sonatas, and string quartets, his most notable works were the Missa Solemnis, the Seventh, and Eighth Symphonies. He also wrote the Archduke Trio, dedicated to the aforementioned Archduke Rudolph, and it is undoubtedly one of his finest chamber works, possibly a labour of love in gratitude for the Archduke's continuous financial support and loyalty. We're going to hear the final two movements. the final two movements of Beethoven's piano trio Number 7 in B-flat major, The Archduke. It was played by Yino Yando Piano, Takaka Nishizaki Violin and Sabo Onsei Cello. In 1811, Beethoven complained of constant headaches and a fever, and his doctor sent him to a spa town for a cure, where he met Goethe, his talent amazed me, but unfortunately he is an utterly untamed personality, Goethe remarked. A few years later, his brother Caspar died, leaving a widow Joanna and a nine-year-old son Karl. Beethoven and Joanna were appointed joint guardians of Karl, but Beethoven disapproved of what he called the loose morals of Joanna. A protracted legal wrangle went on for years, with Beethoven eventually winning custody of Karl. The last 15 years of Beethoven's life were dogged with bad health. He suffered particularly from rheumatism and jaundice, no doubt aggravated by his excessive drinking. In 1822, he was commissioned by the Philharmonic Society of London to write a symphony. The Choral Symphony was the result, and this was premiered in Vienna in 1824. It was probably his last great success. Beethoven spent the summer of 1826 in the country with his surviving brother Nicholas. After getting wet during a walk, he caught pneumonia and took to his bed in Vienna. He remained bedridden and never recovered. He died on March 26, 1827. He was 56. According to one witness at his deathbed, at about five in the afternoon, there was a clap of thunder. Beethoven was said to have opened his eyes, lifted his right hand and looked up for several seconds with his clenched fist. He then uttered his last words, Not another breath, not another heartbeat. It's a great story and could be true. Unsurprisingly, the cause of death was liver damage. Beethoven's funeral was almost a state occasion attended by up to 20,000 people, including the great and the good of Viennese society. Schubert, who was to die himself a year later, was one of the torchbearers. In the times that we are living in, there really is only one supremely uplifting piece of music to end this podcast. It is, of course, the finale of Beethoven's Choral Symphony. This is Bella Drahas conducting a team of soloists and the Nicholas Hesterhazy Orchestra and Chorus. Before I go, though, I'd like to thank my producer, Connor O'Hagan, and Martin Newitt of Naxos for the invaluable assistance and patience. I hope you've enjoyed the snapshot of Beethoven's Life and Music. If you would like a request played in the next edition of the Senior Times Classical Collection, please email it to me at john at slp.ie. That's john at slp.ie. Until the next time, this is John Lowe signing off. Happy listening and keep safe. To really end a surprise bit of light relief after the intensity of the ninth symphony. Here are two bagatelles by Beethoven, first in A major, the well known Fur Elise, followed by the lesser known number three, both are played by Balash Zokoli.
1: Would you like to win a top of the range iPhone, totally designed for an older person? Adoro are leaders in offering phones with clearer sound and larger text. One that's protected if it falls, can alert someone if you do, and gives your loved ones peace of mind. No worries, we've got it covered. Adoro are dedicated to helping seniors live a better life. Everyone should have the opportunity to live a fulfilling life without compromises. Adoro help make aging an independent, Pure and rich part of life. After all, age is just a number. To win this iPhone, visit www.seniortimes.ie To see the full range of Doro phones, visit www.doro.com Doro Doro phones, gives loved ones peace of mind.